Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social and economic renewal in our immediate communities and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. So welcome, welcome to the gathering of champions. Come on people. Yes, the redeemed of the Lord, the healed of the Lord, the blessed of the Lord, the righteousness of God, the victory is mine. Yes, yes, yeah. I got a joy that can't be contained. Nothing's gonna keep me down because I'm so happy that I got Jesus. So you can join me right now and cast off the weight that's shaking and keeping you down. Mm. Today is the day of salvation. Some of you, today is the day you're going to be healed. Yes, you've been praying and you just came for garage and not suspecting that after all those seven years of prayer, today is the day God says, It's off you now. Yeah. By the way, when it comes to God, the part you believe is the part that works for you. I've found that to be true. Somebody shout. The other day, I was working on my income streams. And there was an income stream for which I expected a monthly payment for 12 months for the year and before I started somebody came say somebody this is testimony service say somebody came and gave me a seed say a seed equivalent say equivalent to a whole year's wages of that one income stream shababa yeah yeah. Yeah. God saying I'm your provider. I'm your provider. Hey. Stop over planning. I'm your provider. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I must preach. It is season 21. You're not in a hurry to go for lunch. But you need a copy of fasting simplified. It's only 5,000. It will help you in this time. I thought I saw a first time guest somewhere. Can somebody be kind and take it for me? Yay. I said, yay. 
I got another book. It's new. Is that for another first time guest? Can I first talk about the book? Tony, you can sit right here and wait for it. This book is called Essential Practices for Healthy Church Finances. So if you know a pastor, if you know a church, if you know a friend who knows a friend who knows a friend who's a pastor or who serves in a church leadership position, this is a great book. It will show you, it will show them how to run their finances the way we run ours here. Hey, this church of yours is not broke. Uh, be, uh, because of the practices in this book. Now let me tell you about this book. So I wrote the book in lockdown. It was my lockdown project. Just sat down, put my head down. You know that other lockdown where I couldn't even leave home? That was the one. I put it down and I finished it. And then I sent it to the design, to the editor. And the editor told me that from now going forward, now my editor is the best editor in the nation. So you pay a little bit to have your book edited. And he said, from this point going forward, ye shall not pay me to edit thy books. And then the editor, the editor's wife had a baby. The only problem, it was only seven months, below seven months. And I got a message and I told them, the child shall leave. You will not lose. And then the child lived. <laughs> and then they had a big bill from ICU. And then it was paid in full. <laughs> and then my editor. He got a Continental Book Award for one of his books. He sent me a picture in the aeroplane on his way to West Africa to receive his award. And he told me, God has done great things for me. And I know it's because I decided to edit for you for free. And I was like, you'd better be sure anyway I'm still telling you about the book so I send the book to the designer's office they design the cover and they lay it out nicely and they send me a bill of about 2.5 million 
and then somebody say somebody paid it without my permission say that's two down two down God two devil zero Shababa Lekese Libra so the bill was paid so editor paid that's about 1.5 million designer paid 2.5 million so that's 4 million down I'm trying to spend on the book and no one will allow me and then somebody say somebody who runs a printery came about and told me your next book he didn't know I had written one he just said your next book the first 1200 copies are gonna be free so you're looking at a free book hey then after he had printed this one he said going forward every book you write the first 1200 copies are free take the book to the anyway sometimes God conspires so much that you have to believe that he's, he's into that thing like even if you don't want like editor free design and setting free printer free now me what am I supposed to do ah what to do what to do for those who don't like the testimony in song now you can start praising God now I can start praising God you can get a copy of that book it's only 40,000 shillings uh, God has been good to us to Ari and I uh, we testify God has done amazing things in our lives in 2020 when churches were closing people were struggling the ministry here was getting better it was getting aligned we are seeing miracle after miracle after miracle we managed to feed more than 1,200 families through the lockdown this whole village the LC1 chairman was like even the government food didn't reach but was it harvest was it harvest plus other member, um, our members in different places, mission or communities. One of the most important decisions you can make today is join a mission or community because in worship service, that's where the life is. Where someone knows whether you have a fridge or not. And if you have it, if it has something inside, or it's time for them to pay you a visit with a cavera, a green cavera, with something to take you through the next week. I may not know that that's what you're going through, but your MC leader will know. And we want to love you the way Jesus loves. And please allow us to love you properly by joining a mission or community. I promise you, we will love you. Even you will be like, mm -mm, mm -mm, this is too suspicious. Yeah. Let's read together. And be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith. This is Paul 
who had accomplished much. Paul, he says he was a Pharisee of Pharisees, of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin. And he says concerning the law, blameless. Paul had attained in the area of when you said the man walked with God. Paul walked with God. Amen. But Paul writes and says, all those accomplishments are nothing as far as his relationship with God was concerned. And he is urging the Philippians in this writing, as well as us now, because the word of God is alive forever, that we should not trust in our own goodness in as far as our relationship with God is concerned. We should not trust in our own accomplishments. We should not trust in our own anything. The Bible says the arm of flesh will fail you. I think they translate it into a song. Don't trust your own. Ye dare not trust your own. That's the beauty of Christianity. That's the beauty of walking with Jesus. That you know that when you fail or when things don't go well, there is one who anticipated your weakness. There is one who anticipated your failure. There is one who anticipated your sickness. There is one who anticipated your shame. Some of you are going through shame. I've found that almost 100% of all human beings, except perhaps Donald Trump, there is something they don't like about themselves. <clears throat> I said with very few exceptions, like Donald Trump, like, I'm going to win, I'm going to win. Even when you lose, you're going to win. So, <laughs> every human being carries around some sort of weight or something you don't like. We, we talked about that last Sunday about falling short of the glory of God in us. And Paul says, you know what, friends? Even as you start the year, even as you set those New Year's resolutions, some of which have already been broken by this 17th day of January, even as you set out to fast for 21 days, even as you set out to pray, I've been, you know, we stopped teaching figurative things. Nowadays I teach directly. So like I was telling the mission or community leaders, if you're a mission or community leader, your, your prayer time should be minimum one hour. Like when you start praying, Sheke Braka, you set the clock, Lema Braha, Shekebe. Because you may be feeling like, hey, I think I'm around 52 minutes now. Leke, Mbraka, Shada, Kepo, pra. Then you check eight minutes. Not left to finish the hour. No, gone. 52 minutes left. The thing is in reverse. Meanwhile, you think you've been praying for so long. Meanwhile, if you pray in English, I'm praying for you also, even me. Because even if you try to elongate the prayer, dear Lord God, sir, up, ye who sits in the heavens, upon which all the universe dependeth. Thou feedest the birds of the air, the fish of the seas, the trees of the field. Who is there like you, O Lord? Now pertaining to the issues happening in Syria, O Lord God. 
Where you take four minutes? Four. <laughs> As a guy of Sabarakasa will be at eight. You are at four. So if <laughs> so, you better move into Shabarakasa. Shekepa, hereke, seteke. Yeah, use the timer. So I told MC leaders one hour. Pastors two to three. Mm. Three hours is good. By the way, you try it one time. Mm. You, 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 you discover how slow time moves. Yeah, like when you're praying, the timer goes into slow motion. The seconds are like tup, tup, tup. Yeah. That's why you have to put some music. Yeah? Some music as you pray. And usually start with a little... Start, start slowly because you've just woken up. You're still confused. You don't know if you're awake or not. Sheba hasikete proho. Lekambra hasikete kopa. Zekerie. Then it starts catching fire. Rebo husikata kapa. By around the 23rd minute. Lekambra hasikete poko. Then things start going down. After the first one hour, you're like, Shake Maka. The other 23rd minute energy is gone. Then you reach a point where you have one stung. You know that most spiritual brothers like le because pa is a bit hard to do anything with it, but le. 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 Le ma. Le. So, even if, even all that praying doesn't put you in good stead with God. Mm. That's why Paul says, be found in him. Not having my own righteousness. Righteousness is right standing with God. Not having my own stand, right standing with God based on the law. Based on what I do right. But rather that which is through faith in Christ. The righteousness which is from God by faith. That's where you should be found. All these other things we should do them. Fasting, even me I fast. Some people either don't believe it. Of course, they think it's a spiritual gift that some people don't have. Especially if you're one of those people, you eat one, a potato like this, then it shows up somewhere. Yeah. Some other people, they can eat a whole elephant and they remain thin. Yeah, I know them. I will not mention some of them. Some of you, a potato wedge. You, That's it. It just shows up in the cheek. <laughs> Potato wedges are just expanding your visage. <laughs> but even if you do all of that, our righteousness is not of the law. It's not based on the things we do right. Our righteousness is by faith in Christ. By faith. 
it says Romans 10, 4, Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. Once you come into Jesus, you know that God no longer judges you based on the law, but based on the faith you have in Christ. It says in Romans eleven six, for without faith, it is what? Impossible, not difficult. It's impossible to please God. Look, on your 40th day of your fast of water only, Huh? It is impossible to please God. You must believe that he is pleased with you. Like, uh, like who? Enoch did. He says, he had this testimony. En- Enoch himself. He had the testimony. Him, him. That he was pleasing to God. It wasn't his neighbor. It wasn't his pastor. It wasn't the guys at the bar. It was him. He knew. He had. He testified to himself. Do you get what I say? When I say he had the testimony. You know you start testifying to yourself. You look in the mirror and you say. Like. God is about to get a facial muscle pull. Because of that amazing the consistent smile he has when he looks at me like that's how much I make him giddy <laughs> that was Eno and God couldn't take it away. He said, come, come, come. this one he had this testimony that he was pleasing to God may that be your portion that is your portion you see God doesn't deal in condemnation that's the devil's business yeah is an accuser of the brethren who accused them day and night. In, in fact, if you're feeling guilty right now, the devil is at work because it's day. Yeah. <laughs> so if you feel guilty later in the evening, it will still be the devil because it's day and night accusing them before our father. Am I making sense? This is the gospel. And you know the gospel is very annoying to religious people but good news to sinners. Those who have come to a place of abandon and surrender and they know if they ever present their credentials before God, they will get nothing. For you to get anything from God, do you know whose credentials you present? Those of Jesus. Not yours. And all this thing we do, praying, fasting, what? It's just to get our unbelief out of the way because we can hardly believe it. <laughs> There's no way that love can be like that. Your flesh is getting in the way. So fast some more. You know, the beauty about fasting, I don't even know how you can use the word beauty and fasting in the same line. Yeah. One time, I fasted for three days. Dry. Nothing. No water. What? Yeah, not this last time. I didn't succeed. The third day things sort of got disorganized. Yeah, things fell apart. But previously, before that, there is when I succeeded. You know how you can want to go to the bathroom? And you want you know you want but you're just lying down 
You ponder upon it. You think about it. You're like, Kale, my bladder is feeling compressed. Kale, the bathroom, you know, well, the bathroom door, that door, this one here, here, this door is the bathroom door. And I'm lying here. But to go from here to there, it's like being told to walk to Chibuye right now. <laughs> ah, fasting. Oh my goodness. All your fleshly strength goes. You just depend on the mercy of God. So, but be found in Him. Galatians 3.10. Let's switch it around a little bit. Yes, what happened? The story. To be continued. <laughs> Galatians 3.10. He says, For as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse. Not a curse. There is a specific definitive curse. Under which those who have the works of the law are under. Hmm? For it is written, uh-huh, together. Cursed is everyone who does not continue in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them, not to try them out. To do. To do. You're not doing. Yeah. Most people claim to be, and for me, I fulfill the law. They are not doing. They desire to, but they don't do. He says, cast is a, what? Okay, let's examine this. He says, cast is everyone who does not, what? Who does not continue. In other words, there is no break. In fact, there is no start, there is no end. It's just continuation. Continue. Continue. It's like, if you're going to be justified by the law, yeah? It has to be, you have to get it right every second of every minute of every hour of every day of every week of every month of every year of your life. Trying is not enough. It's doing. In fact, there is even no that gravity, you know, there is no measuring because some people, it's about how bad is the sin. Like when they tell you, hey, 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 so-and-so has been involved in a scandal. The first thing you ask, how bad is it? Because you want to assess how bad it is. You know, with God, there's no, they, those things are not there. The first man who died under the law went to gather sticks on the Sabbath. Right after they had given the law. So I don't know whether he had for his calendar, his watch, well, his iPhone wasn't working well, and he had misplaced which day was the Sabbath. Okay, please be with me. No, no, no. Some of you don't know how to read imagination into the scriptures. That's why you don't enjoy the Bible. Me, I enjoy the Bible because I see all sorts of applications, like that guy's calendar, no? Android, it wasn't working. He thought it was. It, he thought it was Friday when it was Saturday. He hadn't updated, yes. Yeah, especially after the internet had been switched off for a few days. <laughs> you need to learn to laugh at certain things. You people. 
Just laugh about it. Yeah. You have been going back all the way to 1990 now. Yeah. 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 Using SMS. <laughs> yeah. Confession. How many of you in the last few days you've picked up your phone and tapped the WhatsApp, uh, whatever, and then it hit you? Oh no, you can't. <laughs> any, any people? Any people have picked up their phone and tapped the. Yeah. Those whose hands didn't go up, you probably didn't have the app already before. <laughs> you already using text. Mm. Like if your phone has buttons, you probably. Mm. It's okay to have a phone with buttons, by the way. You're being saved from a lot of unnecessary stress and garbage. Yeah. But anyway. Let's get back to the point. If your phone has buttons and you're below 25, let me clarify, because some people, I think, at a certain age, they feel like the buttons are the best thing that ever happened to them. (coughs) Where were we? You people, I was talking about something. The, the guy calendar. So the guy, they found him picking sticks to cook, to cook, to cook beans, Stuart. <laughs> and then they're like, "Hey, this guy is picking sticks on the Sabbath." So Moses said, "Isolate him. Put him in isolation, as if he has COVID." Because Moses wasn't so sure, should we actually kill someone for picking sticks? So Moses went to God to inquire. God, uh, so and so was found picking sticks. What should we do? God was like, kill him. They killed him. Picking sticks. Yeah. A lot of you in here, you've done much worse things than picking sticks. (laughs) And you haven't been killed. So he says, so I'm talking about continuing. It's, it's not about getting it once in a while. It's continuing. If you're going to be justified by the law, and by the way, the message we are preaching is don't try to be justified by the law in case someone listens to a short clip without context. But if you're going to be justified by the law, it has to be a hundred percent. Meanwhile, many of you only know the big ten. You know the big ten? Ah. Even if I told you to name them in orders, you'll still mix them up. So let's not go there. But the, the, the Big Ten are only in Exodus and Deuteronomy. In Leviticus, where most of the law is, the Big Ten are not even there. It's a lot of other small things. So by the time Jesus came, the Pharisees had managed to break it down into 613 rules. Imagine yourself walking around with the rose book, 613. When I went to Busoga College in Mwidi, we had the school rose book. It had only 10 commandments. 10. The most important commandment, however, was not in the book. And everyone in the school knew it. It was commandment number 11. Thou shalt not get caught. That was all. So some guys like from Willis House, I don't know anyone here from Willis. It was like a different country. 
under a different government. They had everything going that shouldn't be in a school. Liquids, gases, solids, everything that shouldn't be in a school was there in Willis. And some of you, you went to those schools where maybe some things like that happened. So it's about continuing in it. You got what I'm saying? So it says, cursed is everyone who does not continue in all things which are written in the book of the Lord to do them. Do you know a switch? A switch? It's a circuit. When I say circuit, we lose some people. So let me stick with switch. When you switch on a switch, you know the one when you're getting into a room, you complete a circuit. So there's a gap between the wires. So when you switch on the wires, what? Touch. And then the light comes on. It's not witchcraft. It's just physics. (laughs) Alternating current. So, when you switch off, what happens? And then you break the circuit. So you've broken the continuation. That's why the light goes off. Some fellow came from the village and uh, went to town. She was in the room and it was time to sleep. Then he looks at the bulb. Then he looks at it. Then he looked at it. Then he started trying to put it out. Hmm? Blowing. Thought it should go like the Tadoba. Hmm. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Men, learn to ask for directions. Yeah. Especially now that Google Maps is not on. You have to stop and say, Banange. Where is the barrio? No, let's keep going. We have fuel. Oh, you end up in another village. You find people speaking Swahili. No, you just cross the border. Anyway. So you should have asked, and they tell him, just go and switch off. Break the circuit. So when it comes to being justified by the law, you can't break the circuit. It has to be what? continuation in all things. Give me that scripture in James. In James. James 2.10. What, let's read together. What does it say? For whoever uh-huh, shall keep the what? The whole law and yet stumble in one point. He is guilty of all. So you keep 612.7 because he didn't, say, he didn't say stumble in one law. He says stumble in one point. Do you understand that point is different from whole? So 0.5 is different from one. I find that I often have to go back to teach those principles from secondary school in church. Yeah. One is an integer. You know integer? Mm. So fractions are not integers. That's why I say integrity means being whole where a person of integrity is the same outside as inside so a thief who has integrity when you see them you should know immediately that they are a thief 
Yeah, th- those people are, you have integrity. So for those of you who have integrity as one of your values, it simply means being same out as in. So a thief who has integrity, they'll probably wear a t-shirt saying, I am a thief. Serious integrity fulfilled right there. Sometimes I feel like I enjoy my own sermons more than the people I'm preaching to because I look at them like, I hope they understood what I'm saying there. But, but he says, so you keep 612, 12.7, then you stumble in the point three. How many of you know stumbling is not an organized exercise? Hmm? I'm planning to stumble there, there. Mm. especially those who date girls for a long time before marrying them you're organizing to stumble yeah even the devil will go to God and say this I wasn't the one this time this time I didn't do it yeah the guy dated the girl for two years hot warm-blooded warm-blooded everything works everything works Together, 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 alone, alone, for two years. Even the devil will be like, God, I'm the one who was tempted. I didn't want to do it. Uh, Some people are pretending to not understand what I'm talking about. But I refuse to be drawn in your selective ignorance. Hmm. He says, the writer in Proverbs says, okay, the Paul writes, Corinthians says, you will ban. Yeah. yeah. Don't ban. Instead, marry. The, right, the Proverbs says, there is a fire in your bosom. Anyway, I know some of you don't know how to draw pictures, but imagine fire in your bosom, and then we can move on. Yeah. I was saying stumbling is not an organized exercise. Yeah. You don't be like, I'm going to stumble. I am going to stumble right there. <laughs> I've stumbled. No. Don't be like the guy who got drunk. You know when people are drunk, eh? they can have conversations with nature. Yeah. So this guy is going home, properly drunk. Then he found a pad of water. Let's say it's right there. This is in Uganda, so whoever, if your neighbor doesn't, you need to, it can't be done in English. And then he fell into it. That's not stumbling. Uh, is this side okay? <laughs> Laughing is allowed in this church. Just, just saying. And we are not going to take a second offering because of laughter. You can give it if you want, but <laughs> so that's what stumbling. Stumbling, you're going about your thing, 
loving the girl. You have set the wedding date. You even know when the Kwanjela will be. And then things get hot. Like, mama, 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 mama. Mama, mama, and banner. Before you know it, things are melting like wax. Anyway, in other words, okay, the moral of the story, marry the girl, Ali. Yeah, don't stretch it. Look, marriage is not made of cows. Stumble in one point, what does he say? He is guilty of all. According to the law. You fail in one, you've broken everything. So let's say one of those good days, you go to the mall and you take the boys, kids, find this awesome display glass. You know those, the ones in the mall where you can see everything on the other side in a way that it is set up in a way to get money from your wallet. Whether you are willing or not. Especially if you don't run a budget. Yeah. You look at the shoe. They've put like a light. Eh? Exactly. To, to make it look like this one was the one put on by Queen Elizabeth during her coronation. Before you know it, you are inside the shop. You hadn't planned to buy the shop. Then they say it's on sale. Sale is how much? Mm, 450,000. You're like, I'm saving. Look, you don't know how much it was when it's not on sale. It may still have been 450,000 when not on sale. Like one time I went for an event and I had a VIP card. VIP. You know VIP? You know how you are, you reach, even you ask Arakada Batulawa. Where is the VIP section? I tell you that's the VIP section. Then you discover that everyone has a VIP card. (laughs) Oh, man. So, the boys, maybe they are playing and then they throw one of their toys and there's a small hole made by your family in the shopping mall display window. And being the righteous one from worship harvest, you immediately go around to the counter and introduce yourself. Hello, my name is Mr. Byron Okuba. Uh, it just so happens that as we were shopping around, uh, my sons were playing and they seem to have uh, caused a little damage to your display and uh, I would like to make it good. Okay. Then they come and check. They say, small hole. Do you know what's not going to happen? You can't say, ah, beautiful. The damage is not that much. We're just going to come and what? A little hole. Can you do that? No. You've damaged the whole thing. You have to bring it all down and put a new one. That's how the law works. Small hole and the whole thing is the same thing. That's why the saddest sinners are in church. 
Because the ones out there, they are breaking the whole glass. Then the ones in church, those who don't know that the righteousness is by faith, they break a small hole, then they get into a depression. Ah, okay. I need to finish. A small hole and the whole thing is the same. Now, can I do a little counseling? Let me do some counseling. Now, some of us, our marriages, we run them like that. Mm. The guy comes back early. The guy Pays the bills, pays the school fees, puts the yaka. How many of you know how irritating that yaka sound is? So when you have a husband who actually silences it, eh? they are worthy of celebration. Anyway, puts the yaka once in a while. How often? They buy flowers. Yeah. Eh, guys, we need to step up. It looks like the ladies in the house are like, when was that? So they are checking their calendar and they have to, you know, you know, you use your phone and you have to scroll through like two, three years before you find when the last flowers came. Anyway, so they, so they do all these things, but then they even bathe. It's a miracle. If your husband bathes twice a day, you need to get on your knees and thank the Lord of heavens. Yeah. Boys and bathing are not compatible. Yeah. I'm telling you, it took quite a bit of discipline for me to learn to bathe. Yeah. yeah. But those women in the village, they, they know the trick. They put the water, warm water. Daddy Amazi Garibete. And then, of course, they cast vision. But, you know, if you go and bathe, yeah. So there is sufficient motivation. <laughs> anyway, I'm talking to the married. So if you're not married, just listen as if you don't know what we are talking about. <laughs> so for you, village uh, town babes, <laughs> you just have to switch on the heater. That you must carry red. Are we okay? <laughs> this side is quiet. I don't know. Uh, is it that you don't understand what I'm saying? <laughs> We're in church. So, some, so, so the guy does all of that. He even bathes. But then he stumbles in one point. Huh? Which one should that be? Socks. Yeah. Socks. My wife makes sure that the socks in my shoes are changed without my involvement. Hmm. Wise woman. 17 years. So, there are some things you, you know, like, mm, yeah, put, just put someone in charge of changing the socks. Because if you wait for the socks to be changed, <laughs> those some guys they can wear their socks to a point where 
when they remove the socks, the shoes. You know, you go visiting somewhere. Eh? And then, and then, <laughs> and then, you know, some of these houses nowadays, you have to take off your shoes as you're entering. Then you take off your shoes. Then you try to walk, and then your feet are being glued to the floor. <laughs> I'm walking with difficulty. <laughs> you're literally peeing the. <laughs> Of the floor because of the socks. There's glue. Glue. Yeah. Some guys' socks can get to that level. I know what I'm saying. Yeah. Some other guys, when they take off their shoes, you just see all oh, the cockroaches slowing down. You know? The cockroach was moving quickly. Then they take off their shoes. The cockroaches. They start moving. Or but they start moving in zigzag. You know, they're not doing a straight line. They're like, ee, the cockroach is here. <laughs> Says, do not be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And those cockroaches, they have taken in something. So, Debbie, your husband is not like that. But let's say they stumble in one point. Maybe it's not socks. Maybe another point altogether. Yeah. Some guys, as they keep taking things from the kitchen and eating them from the bedroom, things from the kitchen. Before you know it, you're like, we used to have the full set of glasses of this. Wait, wait, wait. You haven't checked your husband's side of the bed under. You just check there and find that behold a city is coming up. <laughs> wow. Are we expecting guests? Like all the cutlery is down here. So, maybe that's the point in which they stumble. Where, where else do they stumble? And for the guys also, the ladies, they may stumble in one point. Yeah? I used not to understand why my wife didn't like it when I put on a checked shirt and a checked tie. I just thought they go well together. Yeah. Or a checked shirt and a checked jacket. I'm like, I mean, if we are going to check, let's do checked. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Some people may be struggling to coordinate some of those things. So they stumble. One. Then you, you get the one point in which the person stumbles and you start systematically tearing down your marriage because of one point and forget everything else. You are living according to the law. But because a person is stumbling in one point, is guilty of everything. No. Next verse. He says, for... Next verse. For you who said... Oops. Do not commit adultery. Also say, do not murder. Now, if you do not commit adultery by you, do murder. You have become a transgressor of the law. Next. So speak. And so do as those who will be judged by the law of liberty. Amen. Which law of liberty? Not be found in him, not having my own righteousness. Galatians 3, 11 to 12. I'm going to rush through the rest of the verses and we finish. He says, but that no one is justified or 
made right with God by the law is in the sight of God is evident for the just shall live by faith. Yet the law is not of faith, but the man who does them shall live by them. Next, the good news is here. He says what? Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on the tree. That the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the spirit through faith. Pastor Angela, can we come quickly and we uh, help me? Uh, uh, sometimes when I have someone up here, I can finish. Other than when I'm alone, because I can be here, then another story comes. <laughs> yeah? No, no, no. So let's try this part. So Christ has redeemed us uh, for political reasons you're going to be the Christ side. Yeah. It's just yeah. Because I don't know how Dr. M. I. F. watches a clip of this. How will he find out that I decided that I'm the Christ side and you are the side of the devil? Anyway. Dr. Emma is Pastor Angela's husband. And she's been gracious enough to let those Bugolobi people take care of themselves today while she's here with us. Can we appreciate her? Yeah. So he says, uh, he became a curse for us. Uh, so he has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Yeah? That song we sang. So uh, let's say this side, I'm under the curse. How do you get to be under the curse? You get born. Yeah, because Adam and things fell apart. On that side is Christ. He is the son of Abraham. He, he, he has the blessing. Amen. And what, what happens? There was a what? An exchange. Christ became a curse that we might receive the blessing. Amen. Go back. We are going to exchange a few times. Second Corinthians 5.21 He said he made him who knew no sin to become sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him. So here is Christ, pure, pure, sinless. Here we are, sinners, fugitives, enemies of God. And what does he do? Great exchange. He says, I will take your place. I will become sin and you become the righteousness of God. It's a great exchange, friends. Like, I don't, this, this deal... I don't know how people can keep ignoring it. Maybe we haven't told them properly. We keep telling them different things instead of the real deal. Yeah? We are still exchanging. First Peter 2.24. Huh? By his stripes we were healed. Do you think those stripes made his body better? No, they were inflicting sickness and disease. By the, by the time they started beating Jesus, he had already been falling apart. He was even ble- sweating blood. Like in that time, between when he took the commun- he gave them the communion and when he was crucified, Jesus bore every sickness of every human being in all of history and future. Let me demonstrate that. Can you imagine? So you're seated here, people are dressed nicely. It is you don't know 
what kind of doctor's reports they have. You know the sicknesses people here are having. How about they told you, you just experience everyone's sickness here for only three days. Those who have liver issues, you have them. Those who have what? Three days. You think you'll make it? No, you'll die. But we're talking about for every human being. For all of history. It says his body was beaten that ours may be healed. Separate action. You don't receive healing on your own merit and your good works. No. Yeah, you don't. It's what Christ has done. We could go on and on, but let me give one more. Which is that one? Second Corinthians 9, 8? 8, 9. 8, 9. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, although he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that you through his poverty might become rich. This thing, by the way, is in English. Because I'm a bit confused. Until rich in spirit, spiritual things. Are you alleging that Christ became poor in spiritual things? At what point did Christ become poor in spiritual things? Oh. We do the exchange. We come into his wealth and he steps into our poverty. That's the great exchange. And that's the life that Jesus invites us to. Isn't it amazing? Why don't we just take some time and start thanking God in this room? Just bless him. You can actually stand. We bless you, we bless you, we bless you. We thank you, Jesus. She were good and your mercy endures forever. Someone came this after this morning, now afternoon, just not feeling up to. I don't know how to put it. Like your, your soul was cast down. You're feeling that you are like in the dumps. You're like, oh, let me just go to church. Yeah. But we are not, you, you don't feel excited about life right now. And God knows where you are. And he wants to bless you with joy. Amen. He wants to, you to know that you already have his life on the inside of you and you just have to believe it and you have to operate by it amen amen i told you earlier on that some of you your healing is going to manifest today i believe it i believe it god created the whole universe with a word he can expel your sickness with a word amen some of you need to receive the baptism of the holy spirit and god wants to do that for you so that when you start praying, you know, when the English runs out, you have something to engage. Some of you, maybe you've never given your life to Jesus and he wants to give you that today. Even as we bow our heads in prayer right now, if that's you and you've never given your life to Christ, I want you to put your hand up where you are that you want in with this deal. Because a lot of the people here have already received Christ. But just 
we, this service is for you. We don't want to just go ahead when you have, when we haven't given you the opportunity. If you just put your hand up, uh, as everyone minds their business, I need you to mind your most important business, which is coming to the Lord and receiving His own life for yourself. If you're there, let me see your hand. If you're there, let me see your hand. Don't be ashamed. There's nothing to be ashamed about. There's nothing to be ashamed about being born again. Or don't be fearful or timid about it. Amen. I can hear the sound of a new generation. Thank you for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.